Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Good day. And Nathan. Hello. How are we doing? All good? Can he complain? Oh well, start recovering from cold, so I'm getting better. Oh, you got the old cold, have we? Uh, everyone gets it once at winter, so... Just your turn. Yeah, yeah I, I get it towards the tail end of winter. <laughs> it just rotates. Only one person ever gets it. but That's it. Just, it. It just gets passed on. One by and then one. it evolves and passes it? on. Yeah. You're going to have it next, Mark. Yeah. Probably will. I've always found, because as a hobby of mine, I always go to beer festivals. And I always find that I always get one just before I'm about to go to one. Which is really irritating. Just before, I would have, I would have found you like you get one just, like afterwards, like yeah, typical. Yeah, and I'm going to one in a couple of weeks, so it probably will happen. So. That's it, it's coming. Yeah. I thought you were going to say your hobby is to get colds, like different types, <laughs> well, and then write about. Well, I mean, yeah, it would appear so as well. All right, should we move on to the news then. Yep. Uh, there's only one real thing to talk about, to be honest, and it's a pretty big thing, and that was a uh, uh, the first PlayStation State of Play of 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Quite a bunch of stuff was shown on this, more than I ever anticipated. I don't know why, in my head, I've always imagined a state of play has, like, five things. Well, I think oh, normally, that, like... yeah, they, they tend to hone in on, oh, like, yeah. a couple of games, but, yeah. like, this time, this one was pretty big. Yeah, yeah they've, they've gone pretty all out. So we'll just get into it, then. So what we kicked off with was uh, Helldivers 2, I believe, which we've seen a bit of before, haven't we? Yeah, we saw a trailer for this previously, yeah. Yeah, and this was a pretty short thing as well. Um, so it's a, basically a co-op shooter. And the only real news I saw from this is that it seems like we can have like customizable suits. And sh- there was like customizable ship weapons as well. Yeah, they, they saw you like building ships and stuff. Which, which I didn't think was part of the game, because I thought you'd just be on the ground shooting. Yeah. I didn't expect, have you got ships above you that are helping you as well? Maybe that's it, I don't know. Well, I imagine you'd be able to customise it so you can bring in, like, orbital strikes and enemy. Hmm, possibly, possibly. Uh, but I did like you could uh, change the ship interior as well. Yeah. So it could be like a common room for you and your crew before you yeah. go down, before you dive down. Yeah, get comfortable before you go down into the trenches. Okay, anybody know anything about Stellar Blade? I have to say, probably not my kind of thing. Uh, I think they're a relatively new developer. Shift up. But yeah, outside of that, I think it's just kind of like a brand new IP for them. They're pretty polished from what they've done. They did. So it looks like it's set on a post-apocalyptic Earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many games has that been a part of? Uh, And there's an enemy called the, is it Nativa? Is that what the enemy was called? I think. Yeah, Nate, Nate I'll, I'll say that. Nate was it? Yeah. Right. right. Uh, they force humanity to flee to an off-world colony. And you play someone called Eve, who is a member of the 7th Airborne Squad. And she's just aiming to save the planet. As you do. Single-handedly, it would say. But well, she had a couple of friends. Well, exactly. she, had, well, actually, she had Adam. Adam and Eve. That's, that's, that's convenient, isn't it? Mm. Oh, of course. And then Lily. Is there a biblical reference with that one? I don't know. I can't remember Lily being in the Bible, but, well, she helps you with engineering support and upgrade your equipment, so. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, to go to the city of Zion. 
This is a city below the wastelands. Very Matrix. Yeah. Side missions were uh, helping the citizens of Zion. And it was all about this uh, supply station camp thing, weren't there? But when I yes, when I watched this, I thought in terms of aesthetic, it was going to be like a JRPG style where you had to kind of get your group together and then fight these aliens. Yes. But it seemed a lot more akin to maybe a Horizon game where Eve goes off on her own and you've got some companions that help you along the way. But it seems very kind of story driven with slight RPG elements. It's kind of like hacker slash gameplay. Yeah, Horizon's a bit of an interesting comparison to make on that one. Interesting. <laughs> do you disagree? Is that what you say? Well, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I mean, Horizon's very much more kind of, um, well, obviously it's more uh, gameplay with the born arrow and stuff. No, you saw me seems... playing it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, I could, I could probably see where Nathan went with that one, but I, I saw it more in terms of stuff like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta, sort of your typical yeah, hack yeah, and slash. Yeah. And there were some uh, hostile survivors. Yep, can't wait to kill them. They won't be hostile for long. And a weird creature that, like a weird lion creature thing. A lion with a panda for a face. Yeah. Is what I saw as. As you do. Uh, and that comes out on April 26th, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, not long. Only a couple of months. Yeah, that's coming out sooner than I anticipated. Right, come on then, Matt. I know this is your bag. I know well, you're going to bag. talk about this. Yeah, I don't come know on. what you're talking about. Come on, Matt. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Although, I, to, be, to be fair, I, I heard this got kind of leaked beforehand. Oh. Um, but I didn't see it, so this was a very big surprise for me. So I was quite happy. Uh, so yeah, so we got, well, we'll be getting a, a remastered version of Sonic Generations, but not just that. We're also getting a brand new campaign in the game that's going to be all about Shadow, the Hedgehog. And so, fittingly, they've decided to call the game Sonic X Shadow Generations, which I would say is up my streets. So I love Generations, I think it's Definitely one of the better 3D Sonic games out there. So to bring it to modern consoles and add like a whole new campaign to it as well. Perfect. I did like the bit of skateboarding they showed as well. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> well, Sonic does have a bit of issue with skateboarding, so. Yeah. Uh, but that comes out in the autumn. So is that conveniently mm. just before the, uh, the third film? Well, it seems to be, doesn't it? Because that got announced as well. That got dropped pretty much almost as soon as the state of play was over. But it like... did get shadow dropped. Hey! Hey. <laughs> hey, looking forward to that. December. We got to see the logo, which is very reminiscent of Sonic Adventure 2. The Sonic fins and shadow fins being the yin and the yang. Plus, very welcome news of Jim Carrey coming back. I was very surprised by that, because he seemed very insistent that Sonic 2 was his last film, and that's it. Most of Winnie Round, luckily enough. Mm. Gotta see it through to the end, don't we? Well, saying that, is it the end? <laughs> if it pulls in more money. 
That's it. I mean, we had Knuckles. Now we've got Shadow. Silver for number four, maybe. So do do we oh, know who's, oh, who's do playing Shadow? I don't think we know yet. No, they they announced two cast members. I can't remember who the male was, but I know the female was. Uh, I think it was Chris. Was it Kristen Richter? I think her last name is. Um, actress who was in Jessica Jones. Oh yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could surmise she she might be the voice for um, Rouge the Bat if they if they're introducing the Sonic Adventure story into it. Idris is back as well, Mister. Got a little bit of Idris. Nichols. I want to know more about the uh, Knuckles show or spin-off. I didn't know there was one. Yeah, they were planning one. Anyway. It may to be seen. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back on topic, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so next up was a, a very short thing for Zenless Zone Zero, which I think we've seen before as well. It seems to be another arena shooter in an ever-increasing market of arena shooters, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know what to make of it. Is it an arena shooter or is it? Well, I don't know. That's the impression I'm getting anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's so it could be some form of RPG. I mean, to me, it looked a lot, a bit like Monster Hunter in terms of the battle type of like a load of people just fighting these giant creatures. But. You suddenly lose interest. <laughs> in, uh, in like a. I don't know whether it was Futurish in Japan or. I, I would say so. Like a. Post-apocalyptic, futuristic Japan. Ooh, more <laughs> post-apocalyptic games, yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but... Yeah. Well, that's coming to PS5s at some point. Okay, I've just quick research. It says uh, apparently it's a free-to-play urban fantasy action role-playing game. Okay. Urban action. I'll have to say, just by viewing that, that's not the impression I got. But... I don't think I've ever heard of... Well, fair enough. Urban action before? Interesting. Yeah, urban, urban... Well, it's got to have roguelike mechanics as well. Uh, could be a bit like Genshin then, but just futuristic <laughs> instead. Uh, but I mentioned the reader shooters. So then we get on to Foam Stars, which I know is one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, we've seen some of this before. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we've seen this idea before. I don't know what you're talking about. It's completely new. Well, to be fair, a lot of people seem to like this game. I've heard a lot of positive things about it. I know it, like, when it first got revealed, there was quite a bit of a negativity surround. It's like, oh, Splatoon ripoff. Yeah. And then, yes. like, the actual gameplay previews, everyone was coming out of saying, actually, this is quite a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> like, so oh, okay. A, so this is Foam Stars. Yeah. Um, now, this is the, uh, the Starry Pop season preview. Uh, and then two match modes were announced as part of Extreme Party Rules. This is a Mirror Match Madness and Invisible Showdowns. It's got a new characters special weekend party, whatever that means, uh, which includes skins, characters and maps. Now, I believe this is actually coming to PS Plus, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mentioned, yeah. Well, in a few days. In a couple well, of, yeah. In a few maybe by, it might be out by the time this is released. So yeah, I I'm fairly sure that when this was announced, I said this might be a PS Plus game. I'm going to say I did. <laughs> yes, you did, Mark. Uh, yeah, 100%. I'm going to claim I said it. I don't know, but I can't be bothered to go back and find out. 
But he did, he does, he did seem that way, didn't he? I think he looked like that kind of style of game that would mm-hmm. become one. Uh, now I'm quite looking forward to this next one. Dave the Diver. Yeah. It's, it's something I've been wanting to play for a while. Yeah. But, you know, backlog's bigger than it is, so. I will say as I watch this trailer, I'm a bit worried for Dave, but having to like get around this shark octopus hybrid creature. Yeah. yeah, it's quite freaky, wasn't it? What is that? Well, that was only the second scariest thing we saw as part of this trailer, I think. Well, there was a swordfish thing. Mm. Into the, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was one more surprise, weren't there? I think it woke Nathan up at this point. It did, yeah. I'd fallen asleep <laughs> after the film stars thing, but when I heard the roar, <laughs> I, I woke like, up. In, in joke there. <laughs> Nobody will understand. But... <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We got the, the infamous roar of Godzilla coming. Yeah. And then he just comes out of the water. That's dumb. So what is... It's not fine like a giant lobster, is it not? <laughs> uh... I'm sure towards the end, they'd like, start getting into a fight with a giant lobster. I was like, what the hell? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Uh, so the game itself is coming in April, but this Godzilla crossover thing is coming in May, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll pick that up soon enough. Uh, then we move on to uh, a very short thing we got for V Rising. Hmm. I didn't quite know what to make of this one, to be honest. I mean, it, start, it opened up with, like, from what I could see, more resource gathering and building. Hmm. Um. But in terms of the combat, it looked very Hades-esque to me. Yeah, it's it's got quite a Diablo look to it yeah. as well. Yeah, it's quite an hellish atmosphere, I think we could probably yeah. go with some of that. Yeah, so I think it's got like a vampire theme to it. So, could be good. Looks like it's got a mixture of uh, different gameplay elements that could keep people interested uh, but no definitive date for that just 2024 yeah uh, but then we get on to the scary stuff yep you're looking forward to the same yeah loving it um, <laughs> so being with quite an interesting thing that was a Silent Hill the short message so what I gather from this it was like a woman having a psychological episode with flashbacks and then she jumped off a building uh, woke up in some random corridor. <laughs> yeah, <it> came <laughs> over, yeah. yeah, she works up in a dark corridor. First person mm. view. Uh, door creaks open at the end. Of the corridor. Yeah, that's reminiscent of something, isn't it? And there's something about the person called Maya on the phone. And she just got started getting chased around the place by Something. I don't know what it was. It moved horribly, though. Some like, was, so, these weird, jagged yeah. movements coming towards you. He had, like, he, he had, like, two arms, two legs. It was, like, covered in paper. Now, I think this is the, this must have been the thing that was leaked. Was it last year? Was it the year before? Some Silent Hill thing leaked, weren't there? And there were some images. I definitely remember that there was a thing where a lot of post-it oh, notes and things on the wall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Must there was been, a yeah. section in that, this in be, this yeah. with post-it notes, yeah. But one thing that I noticed as I was watching this, there was a bathroom that looked very familiar to the PT bathroom. I remember well, I, that bathroom suite. Well, I think all this is a sort of nod to PT, isn't it? Because. Homage. 
Yeah, because this is actually a sh- well, it's, it's a short, effectively demo, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's because, free to play. Yeah, so. it's free to play. You can you can download it there. So you're gonna I'm, be playing it, Mark? No, no. <laughs> no PT was bad enough. So. I might give it a go. Good luck to you. I did like I just randomly showed that thing just punching you. <laughs> it, it wasn't like <laughs> a jump scare or anything. It was just like bosh. But that led on to something else, wasn't it? It was the announcement Ooh. of Silent Hill 2. Well, I think we already think knew was this a, was happening. Yeah, it was announced, I think. Yeah. yeah. But this was our first proper look at yeah. gameplay for it. Uh, going for, it felt very like they were going for the Resident Evil remake vibes. Well, the lead character does look quite like Leon, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> It was suspiciously close. Yeah. But borrowing heavily from that, that's what we'll say. Because that's what we do nowadays. Yep. Inspired by. Influence. Exactly, yeah, inspired by. Yeah, so there was a lot of shooting, battering enemies, enemies with pipes. Mm. I ain't played it. But... <laughs> Just, I, didn't, I didn't play the first one. A lot of, uh, lot of creepy one. nurse. Yeah. yeah. Like, when, at the start, when you're going into like this asylum slash hospital slash orphanage, whatever it was, it's probably a hospital. It's never a good beginning, is it? You know, it's not good. Things are not going to happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and then you saw this like mannequin nurse thing. What looks like it's walking on its hands, attacking you. That was hilarious. I laughed at that bit. And they just <laughs> batting it. That was that was like um one of like Sid's toys from Toy Story, weren't it? <laughs> That's <laughs> actually yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> Sid, the creator of Silent Hill Two. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then more come and fight you eventually as the trailer moves on and you like get a bit overwhelmed. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's for me. Bit too scary. Yeah, we'd... Sorry, I was just going to say, is, is that something you'd play, Matt? Are you, are, you, are you a Silent Hill fan, really? I know you love your um, Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I never really got into the... Silent Hill series for one reason or another. Um, I remember playing. <clears throat> was it the third or fourth one? There was the fourth one called The Room quite a bit. Oh, yes. I, I played the demo of that, I remember. Uh, and that was enough for me. I, I got a, a fair bit into it. <clears throat> but I just, I don't know, it never really grasped me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the psychological side of it that just maybe when I was younger it just kind of flew over me. So I was just like, oh, this, this game's probably not not really for me. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The trailer really honed in on the combat aspect of it. Not really, yeah, too much. Well, I say not too much on the higher aspect, but more the I suppose what Silent Hill's known for, like the atmosphere. Uh, plus, they're probably just trying to hold on to some of the surprises. Mm, maybe. I think we did get a very quick glimpse of Pyramid Head at the end there. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, but then we move on to Judas. Which mm. this is the game from Ken Levine, isn't it? Yes. Or from Bioshock. Bioshock. Uh, so there was a voiceover that said, every thought you've ever had, your love, your fear, your hate were planted in your brain like weeds in a garden. What would you do to free yourself? 
and there's this woman who said she was going to try and set you free. Now, this has clearly got Bioshock DNA all over it. Oh, it? definitely. I mean, even from the graphical like style, it. yeah, to the powers that you use, yeah, to like the enemies that you fight, yeah, to the weapons. <laughs> I like how they were fighting. Was it like a cowboy horse thing? That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of weirdness in that game. Yeah. I, I can see you playing that one. I think that looks... Uh, I mean, it's been a long time since we had uh, Infinite, was it? Bioshock Infinite. There's something like that-esque. Yeah. I did look into yeah. this, this game a little bit more after the trailer, because it's one of the main ones that grasped me as part of this showcase. Yeah. And I took this excerpt from Wikipedia... And it says, um, Judas takes place on Mayflower, a city traveling through space. Um, computers control the entire society, including grooming the human residents to be model citizens and report on those that deviate from the expected behavior. The game's main character, Judas, has been able to break free of that direction and her actions leading and she has to lead to a revolution aboard the Mayflower. So, kind of going against the computer program that's trying to control everybody. I've not played it, but based off what you just said, that's giving me a reminder of, like, We Happy Few. Yeah, but that, well, that's one of the things that I wanted to look at. Like, is it the kind of the, got some of the creators of that? Because from watching that trailer, it did seem very much like that in terms of that you're in this dystopia mm. that you've got to break free from. But it does look interesting. Uh, but then we got on to some of the VR stuff, didn't we? Mm. And of course, typically we have to start with a scary one, don't we? Yeah. Why is every oh, VR no. game scary? Well, not every VR game is scary. Okay. okay what about Job Simulator? <laughs> what about Fruit Ninja? Look, just admit it. There's a, there's a lot. Yeah, what about but, Resident Evil 7? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got uh, Metro Awakening VR. Never played a Metro game. But I'm know. not going to after watching that trailer. I didn't like the way it finished. Yeah, that jump <laughs> scare actually scared me yeah. at the very end. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, deep. thank you. Yes, yeah, so this demon creature just jumped out at you from the shadows. I was like, uh, I'll have none of that. <laughs> I've played some of the, the, the first one. I did, I did quite like it, but then I heard it gets to a point where even I have to stop at some point, so. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, but the VR train didn't end there. Mm. And actually, I, f- I found this quite funny. This one. Oh, this was hilarious! Yeah, legendary tales. Where it's just like skeleton beat 'em up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Feel like it. Like ghoul creatures, skeletons, and ogres. Good goodness knows what else. Yeah. I did like how um, he took out one of the. Um, Skeletons with a sword the wrong way round, so he just planted the handle straight to his head. <laughs> it's like, is that a book or is that intentional? I don't know. I, th- I think my favourite part was when uh, it looked like he'd, he'd like rock bomb the skeleton through a table and then start wailing <laughs> on him, wailing on him. Like, whoa! Well, there's plenty of weapons shown in this, weren't there? So, from, from well, from my notes, so we had double axes, a bow and arrow, like a wand kind of thing. So there might be some magical powers. Uh, a very large silly sword that did a glowy thing when they turned it. I, I, I'm sure that means something. 
Uh, then there's just punching the things in the face. This... Uh, the shield that threw like Captain America. Yeah. That was pretty That's, cool. Yeah, that was cool, cool. Uh, magical powers like flames. And then, surely it was Molnir. Oh, towards the end. Yeah. It's like gain power from the lightning. Pretty much. Oh, and there was a bit where they were forging the sword with, uh, using an anvil. So I imagine you're building Yeah, it looked like swords. there might be a bit of crafting there. Yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd like to play that, I think. I think that'd be a good oh, laugh. Fun. Just wailing about on some skellies. Well, it was a yeah. uh, co-op as well. Just, I just, I just want to punch them. Just I, think the punch, punch. I think the punching is just the more hilarious bit. I, I just, just want to get one of the skulls and play catch with it. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if it's co-op, just like throw it between you. Yeah, throwing skulls. <laughs> yeah. Playing hot potato with one of the uh, skeletons in the middle. Uh, and that comes out on February the 8th. So that's two days after release of this pod. So not long at all. Uh, and then we move to Dragon's Dogma 2. A lot of people, a group of people fighting a dragon. Oh, not just a dragon. There's quite a few uh, mystical beasts in this. Yeah, there's like uh, trolls. Is that how you describe them? Those troll things. Yeah, trolls. Uh, there was a griffin at one point. And he was I in like. See a bear as well at some point. And there's... Oh, that might be from a previous trailer. But he was in some like a magical bow and arrow thing. Mm. He was firing a lot of blue. Spheres. Blue orbs. Yeah. You can also, like, wield a staff as well with magical powers. What was established here is just a lot of magical powers and weapons. Have you played Dragon's Dogma, the first one? Uh, I, played, I, played, I played some of it. Um, it's one of those games that I think you have to really dedicate your time to, which I've never it really been able like to... It. Find a way of doing that, really. But there is uh, the the first one got rated really well. So see what this one brings. Uh, that comes out March twenty second. Uh, so next up, we got uh, Rise of the Road. One that I am personally very much looking forward to. Scratching that Ghost of Tsushima itch. Yeah, it does look good though. So it's an open world RPG. With a in a fully explorable bakumatsu period in Japan, and I said uh, you interact with historical figures, and your choices and allegiances can change your path through the story. Hmm. And this the bit they showed off it was taking place in uh, Yokohama in 1858. Yeah, I do like the look of the traversal. Yeah, because you've got the, the glider and you well, you have the grappling hook. Yeah, it's took you onto a roof. And then you had the glider thing called Avicula, I think it was called. That's what they called it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Avicool. Uh, uh, and then they landed on a horse, all in like one movement. I don't know where the horse came from. I don't know if it was their horse. Because there was a whistle, but I don't know if they whistled for it or whether it was just a bird making that noise. You know, you know what? I've, uh, when I was writing notes then for this game, I was, I was, Picture is like, okay, so it's quite it's quite a mixture of Ghost of Tsushima and Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, as you just like 
described all that sort of that bit immediately in my mind jim taylor's like actually it's got quite a bit of arkham knight in it as well grapple hook yeah, yeah the gliding yeah. the horse that happens to be your batmobile your, your batmobile yeah yeah <laughs> It's like, it's, immediately, like, oh, okay, actually, it's probably a bit more Batman than... <laughs> uh, but then they're showing off some of the combat as well. So you have, like, guarding and parry opponents to break their stance. You, know, you can choose your combat style relevant to the enemy. They look like you can pull people towards you with the grappling hook as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you can use it to pull yourself towards the enemy as well. That's but, then cool. we had a, yeah. but then we had uh, handguns and long spears as well. I think they mentioned there was something about this is during the time when Western weapons were coming into the country. Yeah. Well, you could see some of the Western influences, some of the buildings that you could see go through yeah. um, Yokohama. So, yeah, quite an interesting period that they've chosen. But, yeah, going from sword have... to gun to spear. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a guy, there's a guy, uh, an inventor guy called Igashishi. Well, I don't know, I butchered that. Um, but you can ob- obtain various devices from them, which included a flamethrower, basically. Oh, I love the look of that. Called yeah. a fire pipe. Interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and a bayonet. And interestingly, that also comes out on March the 22nd. So the same stacked. day as Dragon's Dumber 2. <laughs> yeah, stacked. Now we've jumped back to the, uh, the scary stuff again here, didn't we? I do yeah. wonder why this is a thing. Uh, this was rumoured beforehand, I think. Yeah. This is what I thought. I didn't think it had been received as well as it had to warrant a remake, but it apparently did really well in terms of sales. Oh, I, I knew it was received well. I'm just surprised they, they made a remake for it. Because I, I, I thought it looked great originally. So I, I, I don't know how much better looking it could look. But anyway. Uh, so it's Until Dawn, the remake. So it's rebuilt and enhanced for PS5 and PC. Mm. So maybe that's the key. We'll do it for PC, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I've played a bit of Until Dawn. Not completed it. But I have also watched a complete walkthrough of it. And it's it's, it's, it's spooky. It's <laughs> it seems very Saw-like to me. Yeah, I guess there's some, some sort of elements into that, I guess you can say. Would it be more like Final Destination? Uh, Like, gameplay-wise, like, you kind of decide some of the fits of the characters, don't you? You have to, like, choose... Yeah, you do. It's it's, it's all about decision-making, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's got some interesting concepts in it. It's like, there's moments where you've got to hold your pad very still. And it's... If you you move it, there's a difference between life and death. You know, because the... Not haptics, but, you know, the... um, Gyro, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. So, there's some interesting stuff in there. But, trying to keep people alive in that game is quite difficult. <laughs> but, mm. there you go. But if you're not playing it, go play that. But, uh, then we just get, very, finally, we just get something very, very weird. Which is up my street. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that a, an admittance of something? <laughs> So, Death Stranding 2, which we knew mm-hmm. would come in. Uh, yep. But then we got the reveal of the title as well, which, again, was leaked. Yeah, it was unfortunately leaked, yeah. Yeah, so Death Stranding 2, on the beach. I 
it makes sense if you played the game, but I still don't think it's a great title. Um, yeah, I, I, right. Um, <laughs> where, where do we begin with this? Yes, make, make sense of this, Mark, for those who have not yeah. played the game. Well, I've completed the first one, and uh, it, it still didn't make much sense to me then. But oh, why I, I still why liked did it. Um, a spaceship come out of a baby's mouth, Mark? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was one of the. Uh, that is one of many questions. Um, let's just start from the beginning, though. So we had Leia Sadu's character, um, who had a very interesting, like, mask. With the hands well, going around. Yeah, it's just, you've got hands on the collars that do things. And in this instance, he was acting like a face mask. Was was this anything that was mentioned in the first game, or is this something new for the... I don't remember in the first game. But it was a long time ago since I played it. Yeah. But I don't remember that. Because I, th- I, I think this is on a new uniform as part of this. Yes, the drawbridge, drawbridge isn't it? Yeah. Uh, did you know who the other person was in that scene? Was a I man. did once I saw the credits yeah. all around, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that that was him." Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, George Miller, director of things like Mad Max. Hmm. Uh, that's Hideo's uh, Hollywood influence coming in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a cat. There was a weird cat in there. With, with bat wings. wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with wings and covered in tar. That was interesting. Uh, they were effectively cutting somebody open. Well, it was like a cocoon, weren't they? Yeah, they were they're opening someone out of the cocoon. Yeah. And then they pulled a weird hair follicle on the arm... And it spat goo out, and it was all weird. Yeah, it seems to be part of that, like, de-aging thing. I remember from the first game all about the the rain was affected, so if you got caught in the rain, it was the time fall. You started, yeah. well, aging. Seems to do the same to her hand, the part that she got hit on, I think. Uh, and then the person opened their eyes, and then we get to the bit with the baby that you just mentioned. Yep. Spaceship coming out of the mouth. Kajima, innit? Um, <laughs> and then it was a short, like, cutscene of where they were showing, uh, and um, Lesa was showing Norman Reedus around the ship that I assume is going to be the new base of operations in the game. So she's created a company called Drawbridge. Drawbridge, yeah. Which I think the idea is that they're changing from the, I can't remember what it was called in the first game though. The network distribution that they used in the first game. I think this is supposed to be like the new replacement for it. Oh, okay, yeah, because it seems to mention they, they're going to different regions, it's not just locked to America. Yeah, so this was the DHV Mag, Magdal, Magla? Magellan, I think that might be it, which is the base of operations. And she was showing him around the armory and like other crew members, uh, and a shower room. Uh, now, they, they showed enough, another character here, which I, I just thought this was terrific. The puppet. Yeah. The so creepy strange. vampire puppet thing. Yeah. That's new. I think he's gonna be the Mamiya of Death Stranding. I was gonna say, like, it was well, yes. with the witty That was the joke. It, it, it was a joke, yeah. weren't there? There was a joke for it. He took oh, yeah, the there was a joke later on, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, so he took the puppet, 
said, oh, take, take him with you. And then he was about to put him on his backside. And he said, oh, are you serious? He's like, I want to go up front. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's a nod to Mimiria from God of War, isn't it? But the animation of it. I loved the animation of it. It was like stop motion. Yeah. I'm saying it took him from uh, Spider-Verse. Hmm. I thought that looked really, really cool. Yeah, so yeah, as you mentioned earlier, it's it's set, I believe, around the Mexican border, something like that, or around yeah. Mexico area. Uh, it looks like there was similar gameplay to the first game because this is what I was wondering about this: how much, how much of the gameplay would be similar? Because as you yeah. advance through the, the first game, obviously you have access to motorbikes and vehicles and that kind of thing. Uh, I just didn't know if that would continue into this one, whether you start mm. with things like that. But it appears not. You've still got a, a good chunk of walking to do. But there's some interesting landscapes, though. So there's like a sand dunes. That looks very nice. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the first one. It was all very rocky in the first one. But there, yeah, there was also rocky landscapes here. And there was an avalanche as well. There was, a rock avalanche. Avalanche. there was a at one point there was a flood as well. Seems to a flood going on. Yeah, it chasing took down out like one of the bridges. Yeah. yeah, took out down bridges. There was a really nice shot where the moon was in the background. That was a wonderful mm. shot. I mean, I don't know how that works physics wise, but yeah, why is the moon so close? Yeah, but that did look really nice. The, the floating cargo thing that they used in the first game, that's back. That's just a, an easier thing to get yourself around. Well, to get your cargo around, anyway. Yeah. Um, then there's a boss fight. Well, I don't, well, I don't want to say boss fight. It's, if you get caught in the black tar stuff, you can get in certain fights. And this looks like one of the, one of the ones where you, it's like a big claw hand looking creature made of tar. Yes, really up my street. Really up your street, is it? No, no. <laughs> Why do we have to keep on making these kind of creatures and games? I didn't, I didn't think it looked like one of them. Oh, it probably, it'd probably be alright. I think it's it just more that it was on legs, but. Yeah, it just had a lot of appendages. Is that yeah. what I'm getting at? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, apparently, as I yeah, was alluding to earlier, uh, Bridges no longer oversee the distribution network that was set up in the first game. And it appears they were disbanded. But we've got a uh, motorbikes return. Although I think it's a different design in this one. Uh, mm. And a nice four-wheeled vehicle thing with foldy leg, legs, kind of thing. Mm. That was quite cool. And then we get to, I presume, the antagonist of the piece. Well, actually, I don't know if it's, if it's the same person, actually. But they mentioned like there was no need for humanity to move around and instead started relying on bots. So I'm wondering if bots is a, a more... A bigger thing in this. Because weren't there some like floating bot things that he started shooting at? Yeah. Was it bots or was it not the Well they looked they looked a bit like the BTs. They were they were acting well, like that's what BTs, I was thinking, yeah. But they were floated up, and I'm sure that was the bots. These okay. bot things. I don't know. But uh but then our man Troy Baker is back. He was in the first game. And uh this seems like an alternative reincarnation of him. Because this is not how he looks like in the first game. So his character was called Higgs. Looking like some rock star joker. I, I got 
big like aspirations from like the crow and stuff as well. Yes. Yeah. Very crow esque. And he had a electric guitar, quite literally. I want one of those. Yeah. So he strums it and he just fires electric bolts out of it. Which is cool. You go on a bit. Hmm. But then he got attacked by a ninja robot thing. Kijiba's got history there. Yeah. He likes his ninjas. So the big question is, who is that? Is that the bot that sounded like a baby? I well, I thought there was some sort of like. I don't want to say. For a... I don't want to say too much because I think it might be alluding to something from the first game. Yeah. Well, that was mentioned earlier because uh, Sam was very much like, "Did you kill?" Who was it? L- Lou. Lou, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming Baker's character was being mysterious as always about about that. Saying you just don't know. You still don't know. Yeah. But you can say that about anything in this game. You just don't know. <laughs> well, so, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, but we also we got our first look at Elle Fanning's character. She was just hiding around a corner overhearing a conversation. Uh, we got the amino asses in tar. I'm sure that'll play. I mean, that doesn't sound interesting, but I'm sure that'll play into the story. Was was there any involvement of them in the first game? Well, Elle Fanning knows she, she worked in the first game. It's a new character. Uh, I mean, like the tar and stuff. Uh, yeah, but if you, you try and ask me what, <laughs> I won't be able to explain it to you. Because I cannot remember. But that was pretty much what we saw. Mm-hmm. Weird. But I love weird. Well, and then, like, the end was, like, Sam's actually holding a baby this time. Yes. Out in the cold. An actual baby. But Not in the tube. It's... I'm assuming that's spoilers. But, but, te- <laughs> but, technically, but technically, in the first game, he held, held the baby, but it's... What's real and what's not? That's the thing. You never know. Well, it's a dreamer. So, yeah. Any plans to ever play the first game? Or is that just like, it's not for you? Because, you know, it's, I know it's a game where it's divisive. Yeah, yeah, you either go along with it or you don't. I'd like to get into it again. And just give it a a fair crack. Yeah. Uh, I think. Take a bit of time to get into it. Mm. I think this this trailer is really piqued by interest in actually properly giving the first game a a go again. Mm. I tried doing that again the second time around. And I think I I got further, but I think it was literally maybe just going to chapter three or maybe yeah, that's just where the game make really my way yeah. to it, um, and then stopped again. So I really need to go back and give it a proper go at some point. Yeah, it does take a lot of commitment. I thought there was one mystery that that wasn't really answered about um, from the from this trailer. You're not going to get many answers from these trailers. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know where the monster cans go. Uh, well, there was a bit of a backlash about that in the first game. Was there? I think they actually, I think I remember going, playing it the second time around, I think they actually got rid of the monster branded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the, the, I was like, oh, they, yeah. they seems to have disappeared. Yeah, for the update, I think they changed it. Yeah. Red Bull now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
other energy drinks are available. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Death Stranding 2 on the beach. I'm looking forward to it, but I think I'm going to have to look at like some you know like recap video from the first game to see if it provides any answers because I can't remember barely anything about it. <laughs> but even after I finished it, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you much about what actually happened. Yeah, but that wasn't all from Kojima, was it? He finished off with a, quite an intriguing announcement. So he's announced that he's going to do a new IP. Mm. That is an action espionage game. We've been here before. Where have I seen that before? <laughs> uh, but obviously, obviously, it cannot be Metal Gear Solid. Because he said it was a new IP. And it's not with Konami. Um, but this, this is something that I've heard rumble from him before. Is that it looks like this is going to be something that transcends between games and films. Mm. And I've, I've heard him talk about this kind of thing before. And it's like he wanted to involve things like books as well. So like different mediums coming together to tell a single story. So I think that's what he's planning here. Because, um, he talks about this in Summer Games Fest, didn't he? Yeah, he probably the same alluded thing. to it. Yeah. Probably. I imagine it probably is. Uh, yeah. But then... It showed, it finished with a very interesting shot, didn't it? So he said he waved goodbye to a, which I presume is a drone, which then flew out of the door where this interview with Herman Holst was, and then went up into the sky, and it turned out it was above the lot of Columbia Pictures. Mm -hmm. Which I think is pretty much confirming the link between gaming and film. Mm -hmm. So... How's that going to work? I don't know. I think, for, for, well, unless the film's... Is the film going to be... Well, uh, But is it going to be a separate film? Like an actual film? Could you watch the film itself and enjoy it as a film? Or well, from what I gathered, I think... I thought it was going to be an interactive film. So a film with game possibly. elements. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Could it, be, um, could it be something like Quantum Break? Where they mix sort of live action and possibly yeah game elements. Yeah, mm. it's curious either. Way. It is. <clears throat> Did you also spot the one little detail as the drone was coming? Oh, he said a word. He said a word, didn't it? Uh, I believe it was called Scient. P H Y S I N T. I think it was. I think that's the potential name for the game. With that gives it, nothing away. I don't know but. if it'd be on the nose with the name of the game with that. Or does it mean something? It's, well, it's, it's, it's going to mean something, isn't it? <laughs> it will mean something. Well, you know, you know what he's like. He's cryptic as all hell. But, very curious. I'm surprised he's gone back into the actual, you know, like the espionage game. I think he's got he's got a little bit of unfinished business, I reckon. Well, no, but he spent ages wanted to get away from like things like Metal Gear because I think he wanted to do something completely different. And now he's going back into yeah, well, over. He has done something well, different, so now he can dive back in. <laughs> I think that Tidus might be more for who he was working with rather than the project, maybe. Possibly, yeah, quite possible. I think it'll be ages until that comes out. So. I mean, what we think oh, 2026. I 
27? I would say at Maybe least even further. 27, 28. Yeah. Because I think they mentioned they won't be working on this until Death Stranded 2 is absolutely finished, and that's not coming until 25. Yeah. And then we've got his um, OD game as well that's coming this year. So I presume this is a Sony exclusive. Seemed like it, because he said it was a a working partnership with um, Sony, wasn't it? So effectively he's doing an exclusive with both companies. Because OD's an exclusive, isn't it? Microsoft. Why not? Yeah. I like how he seems to be making use of, like, their strengths of the companies. So, obviously, Sony's got a big, you know, in terms of film, obviously, they've got a big part of that, you know, Sony Pictures and all that. Yep. And then, obviously, Microsoft's, you know, big into the, you know, the cloud and that kind of thing. So, he's utilising that for that game. Yeah. OD. So, yeah. And then he's using uh, Gorilla's game engine as well. Decima. Oh, Decima, yeah. I don't think Which anybody else could... Good wonders for, so... Yeah, I don't think anybody else could pull off that kind of... Nobody's got that pull, have they? To be able to do that sort of stuff. Like, it's like he's got free reign. Well, like everyone, everyone wants to work with him. I'm sure, I'm sure that was his goal when he set up the company. Yeah. Like he, he wants to be able it's to do what him, he yeah. wants. Yeah, it's, it's a lot better for him, isn't it? Like when it first came about, when he set up his own studio as such, I thought it was going to be very much partnering just with Sony and PlayStation. But yeah, because you got some financial investment into it, I think. Didn't yeah. Sony. But I think for him it's good that it's branched out. And it's to be honest, it's good for the industry that he can utilise everything that he needs to. Yeah. So the question is, what's he doing with Switch? Look, we've already got the Metal Gear Solid collection. Like, we don't need to go any further. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to have a brand new IP of his own thing on the Switch. I mean, to be honest, he could probably do some interesting things with the Joy-Cons. You sure slice them somehow. He'll come up with something. Yeah, go on it, Kojima. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all of it from uh, the PlayStation State of Play. But did they make another announcement, didn't they? Is there another state of play coming shortly? They made one more announcement that I am very much looking forward to. Because they are doing a new state of play. Hmm. Uh, which should be out actually at the time of this podcast. Well, just afterwards, let's just say. 6th of February. And it's going to be all about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm going to shock you. I'm tempted to play the first game. Tempted? Wow. This is why, because I don't know if you follow it, but I watch the PlayStation Access YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And they were playing through the original Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I quite, quite enjoyed it. I think, well, I might. I mean, I'm not going to go play, back and play the original. But it made me intrigued to maybe give... PlayStation Access. Yeah. Is uh. I'm trying to think of what a presenter is there. I think I follow on Twitter. Slash X. Uh, is Kattick? it Rosie? Yes, Rosie, Rosie Kattick. Yeah, Rosie Kattick, yeah. She's there. Yeah. It's because I, I, um, her brother's a YouTuber as well that I watch quite a lot. Right. So. Yeah. No, I quite like her. She's, she's got a lot of energy. 
Oh yeah, she certainly has. She's got. She certainly brings. She also. She's also. Uh, I was. I actually was following uh, a video she made where she she platinumed um, like a dragon. Yeah, she's like. Apparently, it's like very, the worst very, thing. <laughs> she's very good at games, though. Oh, I bet. Like, if yeah. her brother's any good at it, then she'll follow the one. Yeah, so I might go and play the first one. Well, well you would have got it free. Yes. This that remind me, you'll know this. It, it was was it called Integrated? So Integrated. What did that is... mean exactly? <laughs> is it the game? Is it the whole game? That's what I'm asking. So Integrated should be the PS5 upgrades that also included the Interlude um, DLC. So is the main game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They made a DLC afterwards called Interlude, and they combined them to call them Integrated. So if you have Integrated, then you have the PS5 version. I might get on that. But probably not anytime soon, because I'm working my way through Yakuza 3. Ooh, how, how are you feeling on it? It's not as bad as I thought it was. I, I think it plays fairly well. It's it's not too bad. It's definitely a game of its time. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling a massive difference. You're not? No. I, I think it's perfectly fine. I was, I was expecting the graphics to be a lot worse, to be honest. I was expecting the engine. I was expecting the engine to be worse. I think it's perfectly fine. Maybe it's a bit I think, rough, I think for me, I think it's rough around the, the edges. The, but. Yeah, I think the combat's a little, a little bit more clunky. I don't think it's as smooth, like lock on and stuff. You, you, sometimes it locks you on to like the wrong person that you want. I don't know. I can deal with it. It's not as bad. But at least I'm more because I will. I do. I was kind of like putting it off because <laughs> like oh. But no, I feel like I can go through them now. Babcock going through all the sub-stories as well, so. Oh, I skipped all the sub-stories. As well as well, like, I just... I want my money's worth. Alright. But anyway, we've been going on for long enough. Yep. Well, after all that, I think it's time for to say goodbye, chaps, so thanks a lot. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, consider tuning next time. We release weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Follow us on all social media platforms. You can follow Joker Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joker Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye bye.